Hey everyone. Um, so I want to talk about um, or riff on. It's just a riff on. And again, my my version of my own little experience, out of ten zillion experiences. Um, I remember a, a Buddhist story where um, someone was asked, you know, what is the meaning of life, and they were stuck in a room with a zillion mirrors all over the place. You know, it's kind of this endless, infinite thing that we can't just, you know, put into a net and define. It just is ever-evolving, ever-changing, and infinite, which is beautiful. Um, so, you know, one of the things is the question of, like, spirituality and life. And it's like we kind of separate out what it means to be spiritual to life. I mean, it's all divine. So um, it's all one thing. There's no spiritual side. And then there's life. Um, the way you interact every moment is a divine gesture or not, right? It's people say, I, you know, I, I'm going to get spiritual. What, what does that mean? It's it, it feels so kind of like delicate and, you know, kind of isolated in a, in a plex, in some kind of like, in like in a, a diamond in, 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 a, in a special casing. Life is life all day, every day, whatever the fuck you're doing, right? It's not like I'm spiritual over here and then I have life over there. It is, it's all God, right? Whatever you mean, whatever that thing is to you, whatever divinity is to you. Um, the question is whether you have access to it or not. In other words, how much of your life has been shut down because of trauma? You know, how much are you, you know, did you get into the party, which is life? Did, you know... If there's love and there's caring and there's seeing and there's understanding and, you know, then you're going to, like a flower, you're just going to just blossom. It's, you know, you're going to just do your script from beginning to end and, you know, or you can get stuck at the gate, you know, as you're coming in and the horses are jostling and it's like you just don't get in. You don't get into life because you've been shut down by trauma. And there's this whole renaissance of becoming spiritual as if it's a, you know, this kind of like the new Chanel bag, you know, it's like only a few people get it, you know, only a, it's like a quiet hush hush, you know, you have to be special and it's just, that's BS, it's just all is, life is spiritual. It's just how much are you, it, it's how much are you in life? Like if you've given a battery of 100 and you're living in 2% of it, then you're not living to the full, you know, capacity of your existence. I think that's really, I think we, we have to stop putting it on a pedestal because it's not. I mean, that's what religions do. They put it on pedestals and, 
you know, it's a way of seeing the world that is a trust in something bigger, whatever that bigger is to you. Is it a zebra? Is it a gorilla? Is it a plant? It doesn't really matter. It's a trust in something where you don't fully shut out, you know, everything. So, like, you don't, like, oh, look at me, I'm so brilliant and so fantastic. You know, I control everything. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you know? God laughs whilst we make plans. It's the ability to connect to something bigger that we all can do. It's not like you have to wear a robe and, like, you know, have a holy book to do that. You know, do not give away your authority, your power, because you are the, you know, the living, breathing manifestation of something incredible, as is a worm, as is um, a goldfish, as is a black hole in the, you know, blowing up. It's all a manifestation of this incredible divine something. I don't know what it is. It's just insane. And I think there's this kind of, in all this kind of dividing up, you know, you know, you're this, therefore you're that, all these assumptions about, you know, if, if you're brown, then you're from here, then there's this like if I, if, if in my brain, if I see something, I'm cataloging it, you know, like if you're here, you're from there, if you've got this accent, you're this. It's just, it's just, it's getting rid of all of that. It's getting rid of all our assumptions, which has basically imprisoned us, right? If I've already assumed who you are and you are like this pulsating, piece of machinery, this incredible, sophisticated software from the universe, and I've already made up my mind about who you are and what you're capable of and where you sit in the social strata, then I'm fucked and I'm stupid. And, you know, I've had to, I've been humbled many times by sort of earth-shattering realizations that like, no, it's got nothing to do with what you think about this person. And, you know, they turn out to be like Nobel laureates, really. You know what I mean? It's like, so <coughs> one of the things about trauma and lack of power and controlled by other stuff, which comes from fear, is the assessment of people by my tiny little terrified version of the world so I need to you know put a bag over your head and you know you know outline you by my terrified little tiny version of the world and therefore somehow I have the upper hand somehow I get to exist I don't I don't get to exist I don't get to exist if I'm in a control state of control and trauma is very controlling well it has to be because it's on the you know it's being threatened imminently by death I mean all the time you may not see it but you know if as you're sitting in your 10 million 
dollar, you know, beach house overlooking the ocean, panicking. Um, yeah. You're controlling outcomes. And when I say this, I mean, it, it, what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter what you have. You know, it doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day, and that's the problem about trauma, the not enough. You're not enough. Happiness happens when you get this, you know, realization happens when you go to India and you meet your guru. I mean, there are these, all these versions, or even ayahuasca, if you go into ayahuasca or you do meditation, there's all these like dead ends of if this happens, that happens. It's all in the pursuit of controlling an outcome, of getting happiness, or of, you know, arriving to a destination that you think will somehow be it. And when I get to that place, I'm going to be sitting on my cloud and just, you know, phew, I've made it, right? The universe doesn't work like that. <laughs> Even those who are sitting in there on their cloud are like looking at their bank account going, fuck, how am I going to, you know. Or, you know, waking up after horrible nightmares of some incident that happened. If there's no final resting place here of the everything. It feels like the more you surrender, the more you tackle your shadow by facing it, there's an emptying and there's more of being here. It's not spiritual. It's, we only classify it as it's spiritual because we're so obsessed with holding on to this version of reality. And therefore that must be something else and it's kind of, you know, more... It has more power, it has more, you know, there's something that we don't, we can't access. When in fact, it was part of our heritage, you know, millions, hundreds of years ago. I mean, that's, we, we, we lived with concoctions and stories and myths and magic and all that stuff. We just completely separated from it now because we're busy getting our Amazon Prime package <laughs> yesterday. We're just severed from ourselves. It's not that it's special or different or and in some traditions it's you know a major part of their life as in India or in the Amazon or in tribes in Africa it's not one or the other it's both and it's not separate from us I think we see it as this kind of like delicate you know woo-woo scary place because we've just we're just severed from ourselves we're just cut off by the constant pounding of the product and the material and the excel sheet and the it has to be that we have to define something it has to have an outline well that outline might be great today but it's i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow fuck you know there might be another plant. Something else might happen. You know, aliens might come. I don't fucking know. There is no destination as far as 
the ultimate outline. You know, like they say in science, we want to like put the whole equation together to that one equation that defines everything. It may happen or it may not. But I think a helpful um, premise is allowing everything to be as it is and not planting your flag. You know, it's like that comedian. I can't remember his name, the English, you know, I plant my flag, I plant my flag, and I'm here, you know. Right, I own it, that's it, I'm happy. You're not. You conquer, you conquer this country, that's not the end of it. You can have, you know, there's going to be more. Life doesn't stop. Just because you're going through hell, right, <laughs> or your pilgrimage, whatever you're learning or you're journey is there's always another door to open there's not like the final door even if you are fully enlightened even if you you know you you slayed all the dragons and there's still a, there's another journey waiting on the other side of that there's always a journey somewhere there's always a becoming there's always a shifting the universe doesn't stop it's on Red Bull, <laughs> it's like, like the Albanian's construction crew. It's on Red Bull, it doesn't, there's no break. It's always a teaching. There's always a teaching. For me, it's just been, you know, blowing me up. There's always another dynamite, stick of dynamite, she's sticking somewhere in my system. So I can, you know, see all the worms and creepy crawlies that come out that I've had hidden. I don't get anywhere. I don't, I'm not spiritual. <clears throat> You're not spiritual. You're just human. You're just a human being doing the universe. That's it. You don't get garlands and like, you know, and this is the problem about authorizing our power to, right, somebody might invent the internet, that's genius and that's great, and we're all very happy. It's not the end. A plane, great invention, not the end. Ayahuasca, a technology which is unbelievable. Are there other plants in the, med in the jungle? I don't know. Not the end. The universe is always taking you down a different path. And it's all one thing. There's no one more special than anyone else. There's no one that's more divine than anyone else. It's all divinity. It doesn't mean we can't have competition. It doesn't mean we can't do what we do. But I'm just saying it's, it's just we have to be very careful when we get. And that's something that's really, I was really put off by when originally when I started doing, sort of trying to figure out what the fuck was going on in this, you know, aftermath and debris of a war zone that was my divorce and, you know, whatever. And I fully, you know, participated in making all of it happen, right? 
um, I didn't know I did. I mean, whatever, but it's like one of the th first things is was people's kind of finite version of what is. You know, this guy over here is wearing a robe. This one over here is chanting. You know, everybody has a finite version of what it is. It's not, they're just vehicles to your next place. It's a passage to wherever it is that you're going, to your unique journey. You don't have to be Mr. Robe Man or Miss Twinkletoes with the thingies. You don't have to be any of that to be spiritual. You just need to be who you are, whatever that is. And no, thank you. I do not want to live with trauma. It's caused, I can't even tell you how much suffering it's caused. And I'm sure it's caused enormous suffering in you if, you if you've suffered it. And not only the suffering, which no, thank you. I don't want to be in suffering. But also, I don't want to be in blindness. I don't want to be in the dark. I, even if I have to see all this shit, who wants to live without ownership of themselves? I don't want to be authorizing my power to other people because I'm so terrified of my own shadow. It's quite selfish. It's like, no, I don't. I'm done, you know, being the caretaker, which I did as a growing up. I'm done doing that thing that I had to do because I was traumatized. I'm done pretending people into existence as a form of armor. I want everything back. I want to be in the party. And if you're traumatized, you never get in because you're just chasing your tail outside, you know, where the rave is happening. You're outside, you know, waiting for the bouncer to let you in and the bouncer will never let you in because you've been paralyzed by trauma. And no, you know, who knows what you get when you're liberated. If you're liberated, is that a liberation? I don't know. It's just the feeling of not being owned. Of not being able to deal with the fear that comes with the stupidest and the most simplest of decisions. And, you know, <clears throat> if somebody is on the path, they will never say to you, this is how you do it. You don't, I don't know how anyone does it. You just, you glean bits of things ignite, like, oh, okay, a Francis Bacon painting. Wow, that is so powerful. That was the most powerful thing that I encountered. And I didn't even realize it was like a religious moment, the pictures of people being tortured, basically. Because it reflected something inside of, oh my God, I get it, this is where I am, you know. I didn't know what it meant. <clears throat> and wherever that path takes you, for me it took me back to the beginning, back to the scene of the crime, back to the trauma that has been the release and the, you know, the cleansing continues to be the place that I need to be at in order to 
resolve to get into this party. If I want to get in, you know, I can't sit outside surrounded by 10,000 demons and unfinished, unprocessed feelings that are just sitting there, you know, locked up in some safe that I have no, you know, code to. It's not spiritual. It's just life. It's not gold-encrusted. It doesn't require a building. It doesn't require a superstructural paintings. It's just life. I don't have to idolize it. <clears throat> it's just life. And life is vast and unexpected and creative and endlessly challenging. But then we, you know, we have to give up the versions of ourselves. We have to let go of the, you know, the dinghy and the floater, you know, the lifesaver and let the universe take us. You know, I think that's one of the very dangerous things about all of this is, you know, it's like marketing Coca-Cola, which is so bad for you, or anything. It's, you know, people are very clever at convincing, you know, through image and sound. And we're, we're very easily seduced, I certainly am by all this kind of noise. I can sit for hours watching Netflix stuff about crap, yummy mummies, I mean, it's insane. Because I don't really want, you know, life means that you have to, you, you, you have to give up your authority. If you really want to be in life, you've got, you, you've got to see a bigger picture. And in that bigger picture, you don't have a lot of control. In your kind of stifled, paralyzed little world of trauma and fear, you think you have control. You don't. That's why you're making, you know, I had five strategies for moving. I mean, I could, you know, it's like a communist manifesto. I could just, I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will yearn for that. I will yearn for this. I will blame that person. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. It's all one big prison. If you don't blame anyone, then you're then you're truly free. Can't blame anyone. I mean, I, yes, I can, you know, disentangle myself from horrific upbringing. And I didn't know. I'm three and four now. I don't take responsibility for that. Sorry, but just not conscious enough. But now I can. If I'm willing to look into the shadow, if I'm willing to face it, well, then I get my power back. <coughs> yeah. Then I can get my little girl home. I can free her of the 10,000 demons. So, it, it's not about whether you're spiritual or not spiritual. Who gives a shit? It's not about that. It's about just. <clears throat> being present 
to reality. I wasn't present to any of reality, not until recently, because my whole system was set up so I would never be in reality. I would be in my version of reality so we could keep all the monsters at bay and all the trauma hidden. And they would never be responsible and I would never have to blame them or challenge them. And I could have my perfect little family that I completely invented. Because I couldn't face it. And yeah, I've been out of the party for a hundred years. <laughs> I've been at the gate questioning everything. Pretending to be here. Actually, no, I didn't even know I was completely, I was like knocked out really. I was like in some kind of coma. Or I kind of functioned, but it was all being held back. So, <clears throat> if anyone is moving into healing, into sort of more, con it's really just getting more consciousness. You're just, you get more consciousness. That's really what this is about. Like, I don't want to be unconscious. I don't want to be led by forces that I cannot see. I don't want to be captive of anything, either here or in another dimension or around me or whatever. I don't want that. And that's what happens in trauma if you're very little, is you're held hostage by somebody else's toxicity. And you're a child and you want a parent and you're never going to let them go. It's simple as that. Not that complicated. And you're frozen in the trauma and you've given your power away and they own you and you're scared of getting rid of them because if you do then you have no one and then you're a child and you're going to die and yeah that's a simple <clears throat> that's where I am I don't want any of that and it's very difficult for a child to you know hate on a parent and blah 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 and have all these feelings and yeah and that's stage one <clears throat> let me get rid of that how do I get rid of that? I didn't even know I had that, right? So everything's just a vehicle to get you to heal, right? So meditation is a vehicle. At first when I went, it was, you know, robes and the whole thing. And I get it, it was fine and things I didn't understand you had to say. And, and I get the discipline. The discipline is important to be able to sort of make it an important part of your life. So it becomes kind of sacred and you know, but when start, people start saying, you know, I'm responsible for the death of like, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't mean anything to me. And it's beginning to sound a lot like the horrific religion I grew up in. And I don't, you know, no. And I left it and I just did it at home. So if people start enclosing you in versions of reality, that's when, uh-oh, not really. That kind of cult group thing, nah. Not into that because we're all unique individuals. Our journey is our own. Somebody can, here's, you know, here's a recipe for making great banana bread. It might work, it might not. It's the same thing with this stuff. Like, if you want to heal, like the different ways of finding healing, somebody might go to the most incredible rave and have a huge awakening, and that's over. Mine was long treacherous, you know, major, because I had so much unhidden, uh, hidden stuff that it took, you know, 25 years and still going of meditation ayahuasca 
that was my thing. Right. And that's why I talk about I say it's just a riffing on my experience with healing. And I read all the books on the Thai monks and, and you know, and sitting and and I wanted all that. You see, I wanted you see, this is a big mistake. I wanted life to disappear and it for it just to be nirvana. You know, I just sit in a cave and you know, I want to sit in a cave and and that's it. Perhaps that's your thing. I didn't want to sit in a cave. I just wanted to get this shit out of me. If that was where I was going to do it, then so be it. You know, sometimes the cleanse takes 30 years in a bloody cave. It might take 30 years on a mat in a studio on the Upper East Side. I don't know. You don't know. You know? We build temples and cathedrals and thing and these huge superstructures to this great divine thing that is. It is incredible. But it's not you that needs a connection. As, I mean, you as I don't need to go to someone to get the connection. I need to find the connection within myself. That's it. We need, if we you know, if we're in trauma, it's a, it's a disconnect from this huge divinity. Because there's no love, there's no love. So we need to sort of reclaim in ourselves the divinity and get through the walls and the dungeon keepers that keep us from being connected to ourselves and connected to love, the source. That's it. It's not about spirituality, it's about love. And I don't mean it's not, I mean it's just like, let's not make it precious. And life, and life is also the horror. Life is also war. It's also abuse. It's also the other shit that happens. The yin and the yang. It all comes as one package. We don't get to just live on a cloud. For some reason, I call it the broken crockery shop. You know, it's just lots of broken plates down here. Lots of um, fine English bone china that needs repair. It's all spiritual. I hate to say, even that shit show that I grew up with. It's human. It's here. <clears throat> it exists as an energetic force. Darkness exists as an energetic force. Now, my mistake, or my armor, was to pretend it never existed. That's what I did my whole life. It didn't exist. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see the life as a as abusers and horrible people and unloving, cruel people. I didn't want to see it. And my lesson has been, see it, because it's here. And you can overcome it. You can accept it. You can, by facing it, you can take yourself back. It's all one thing. So, you know, and it's going to be up to tomorrow, like science, you know. You're going to discover one thing today and then tomorrow, like, you know, what were they, you know, in the Australian outback when they saw a plane flying over? They must have thought it was a god. Or a friend of mine who was in Yemen, you know, when they first saw a car, they tried to feed it. 
Our consciousness is ever expanding. We don't know anything about consciousness. It affects everything that we just we know nothing about it. It's insane. It affects our physicality, it affects our emotions, it affects our everything we do, and yet we, we hardly know anything about it. So our claim to like I would just be wary of ends, wary of destinations, wary of other people's versions of the world, which, uh, listen, it can be great learning tools, but never diminish your own power. Never diminish your own divinity or devalue or you know, disrespect you because you are the embodiment of that, whatever that thing is. I have no idea what it is, what this thing is. <clears throat> And be wary of making spirituality precious. Or anything precious. It's bombarding atoms, right? Energy. That makes some things material and some things not. There's 90% of the world, whatever, 80% of the world is dark energy. We have no idea what it is. fall into the mystery. Let yourself fall into the mystery. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean that we, you know, you know, I like a good French meal, right? I like the beach. I like surfing. I like all the shit. I love, you know, nice things. It doesn't mean like we're suddenly these kind of barren monks that like, you know, I just would give up my whole life and no, I don't, you know, it's not extreme. It's not, it's just balancing. And really at the end of the day is to being connected to your soul, to your heart, to your life, to who you are. And if I have, you know, 10,000 walls up because I've been traumatized, then I, I don't want to live, you know, in the tiny corner of my real estate. You know, if I've got like a sprawling ranch and I'm living behind a tree somewhere shivering but and I can't get onto my ranch well I, I just don't want to do that <clears throat> I might not even know <clears throat> that I'm there that that's a real situation I didn't know so I suppose in the end it's just being open being willing to tread the untrodden path. You know, death is always in the background, right? The Grim Reaper. With that fantastic, you know, Armani suit and a scythe just going, okay. <clears throat> and he's this swarthy, gorgeous thing, right? Or whatever it is to you. But he's saying, oh, you know, it could all end for you now. It, it, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> you 
it sits at the end of fear, right? If I don't do this, I will die. I, something terrible is going to happen. If, I don't, if I'm not continuously paralyzed, trauma is fear. Fear of death, non-existence. No love, fear of death, fear of non-existence. And also a tiny, tiny part of consciousness. So, <clears throat> I don't know what I'm talking about, actually. But I do, I do. What I'm saying is essentially, and I, from my own, just from my own stupid little tiny, little tiny trickle of sand here, little tiny learning is my trauma kept me paralyzed and terrified and created a control system that was shrunk and fearful and not fun really and not participatory and outside the gate and I was happy to be there because I had my five little controls and I thought I owned the universe but I was absolutely in a vault and I was buried <clears throat> and I had no idea Plus, I was owned by all the trauma, which I, again, had no idea. And I thought, well, you know, if I do this spiritual thing, you know, then I can still accept all the horror and be spiritual or something. I don't know. Like, I'd be good. It, it, it actually <clears throat> was a horrible thing for me because it, it also it um you know fed into this whole you know I need to accept all of this I need to accept all the abuse <clears throat> no I don't no I don't and I have to be you know meek and coy and powerless that was a long time ago right no I don't I don't need to be any of that so it's very, you know, religious stuff is very scary because it really plays a trick. You know, it's like, oh, any religion. <clears throat> it can only be this. This is not, there's a separation. This is bad, this is good, this is bad, this is good. Yes and no. Being human isn't sitting on a, you know, on a cloud, you know, sometimes you're angry. You know, your emotional system is set up so you can regulate what the fuck is going on. Anger is there for a reason. Rage is there for a reason. Happiness is there for a reason. It all has a place on the spectrum of being. It's not just one tune. It's not just one note. You have a whole range of notes that your nervous system has access to so you can survive in the world and you know their signals it's a compass I'm not feeling good about this but I'm feeling good about that you know I'm not going to go over there because that's kind of like doesn't feel so good but I'm good over here you know 
know, there's competition. Animals kill each other for the, you know, space, whatever. Trauma shrinks. Trauma, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids. Trauma has you as an ant in the middle of, a, you know, this vast universe. Your perspective is small. It is scared. And it is not inside the party. It's not inside the rave. But it's delusional because it thinks it's controlling everything because it hasn't died. <clears throat> no. I, had, I was controlling everything, but I had no control over anything. I was controlled by trauma that owned me that set up my five strategies for if I do X Y and Z I'll manage to sort of survive you have no power in trauma it's been taken from you and I think that's really ultimately what my learning has been is you arrive with your thingness, with your Isaacness, right? Whatever your name, whatever you are, right? You're given a name, but whatever. And you have the possibility of growth into that thing. It's just the prevention of that life living its full script, that's all. And so if I am, as a divine being, denied my ability to flourish into what I am, then I have been thrown out of the garden in some respect, right? I haven't arrived to the party. I can't get into the rave. I'm outside life because I'm, I've been basically drowned on arrival because someone has arrived and dumped their toxic shit on me and made me a container so that now I'm dealing with somebody else's toxic shit and I'm in their battle zone and I'm, and I'm you know, suffocating and smothered by that so I can't even have access to me because I'm now you know, trying to get out of a vat of shit that doesn't even belong to me and I'm owned by it and I'm terrified of it so, you know, where's my Ferrari to get into, like, you know, the party? I have no entrance. I have no vehicle. I'm blinded. Now I'm just chasing my tail with my own suffering and trauma that has to do with stuff that I didn't even fucking, you know, write, sign up for. The path is to see it, that's it. For me, it's just like, everything that's happening in these other dimensions, everything's happened through the plant medicine, that meditation, was just a vehicle. It was like a telescope out of the water when the submarine is deep, deep underground. It's almost like a Popeye cartoon. I just needed a telescope. I just needed to know 
where I was. I didn't know where I was. I was so blacked out. That's it. <clears throat> is it spiritual? Is it not spiritual? It's life. You know, it's just life. And I think with all these vehicles to, you know, into other dimensions, through meditation, through mushrooms, through, I don't know, there's 10 zillion vehicles to access other places to get back to us to open up consciousness, to deliver us from these little tiny prisons and to tear down the prison keepers and the dungeon keepers that keep us hostage through trauma, through lineages of trauma, through... It doesn't all go away. I mean, six million killed in the Holocaust. you think that all those souls just disappeared? I think that doesn't affect... I mean, whatever happened... You know, all the millions of people killed in Russia and Stalin was, you know, it's just in wars, in the blood that's been shed in India. I mean, it's just, you don't think all of that hasn't had an impact? But it's all life. It's all life. So... For me, it's the shedding of all of those versions of, of myself. And it's a delivery to the acceptance of the whole universe as it is. As it is. And not living in a tiny corner of it, you know, with an umbrella over my head. Because you're it. You're all of it. You're spiritual, you're not spiritual. You're pink, you're yellow, you're, you know, you're brown, you're whatever it is that you, it's all one thing manifesting into a zillion different things. Milton's paradise lost. And also, you know, the great, incredible music of Bach and Wagner, and everything, and everyone's explosion of their own divinity. It's pure heaven and pure hell. It doesn't rest in one place. You are it. You have the power to do everything and anything. We've just forgotten it, that's all. So, yeah, you have the power to take back your power. Will you like the way it happens? Not necessarily. You know, is there fear? Yes. But you can handle all of it. That's what I'm saying. I certainly was the biggest scaredy cat ever in the whole universe. Oh my God, I was scared of my own shadow. 
but I can sit and, you know, face, you know, these horrific creatures that come up, literally, physically, through my mouth, through my body. Why? Because I've just surrendered. I've just surrendered. It might not be that for you. It might be whatever it is, you're tr however you're, the path to your healing is, whatever your healing path, you can do it, I suppose. Is it amazing and weird and like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. When you break out of anything, when you try anything new, it is kind of like stunning and shocking and all those things. And scary and can I get past this? And, yeah. You don't know your power. I always say, you know, we can't, I remember thinking, you know, that you can proclaim whatever you like. Oh yeah, I'm this, I'm that, you know. But until your back is up against the wall and there's a gun on your head, you, do, you know nothing. Until you're really in the thick of it. You'll figure out what your courage is and your power. It'll happen. And yes, everyone is capable. It's like that marvelous story about the, you know, the, the elephant in the zoo. Huge elephant tied to a fence and the child asks the mother, why doesn't the elephant leave? It's so much bigger than the fence. It could just do one little kick and it would be out. It could just leave that circus. And the mother says, well, you know, it doesn't believe it can. It's been told so often that it can't. It doesn't believe it can. It's controlled by somebody else's belief. That's it. Who controls your belief? And yeah, you can leave the circus. Bye.